And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. Me and Ryan back after two months off to, you know, podcast and discuss Survivor Season 44. The cast came out about a week ago. Um, You know, we get our normal cast uh, bios. So excited about that. We're going to go through every single cast bio on this show, discuss who we think could be fit to make a run in this season. But most importantly, before we get started, how are you doing, Ryan? How's the offseason going? Good. Obviously, it's always crazy when a new season's right around the corner as we are three weeks out. But I'm very excited. I have – you can't really see it in the in the uh, camera, but I have, like, my Survivor sweatshirt on. So I'm very excited to go, um, and I'm excited to see what this new cast has in store for us. Yeah, as am I. Obviously, it's always exciting to get a new cast, uh, a new group of 18 players. Um, and I think me and you both really enjoyed last season. So I know that was somewhat a of a like, you know, controversial topic as the season went on. You know, a lot of people were high on the season. A lot of people were pretty low on the season. It was kind of mixed results, but I really liked last season. So I'm excited for this season. We are somehow already less than three weeks away. We are premiering March 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So excited for that premiere. And yeah, if you want to get going, we get right into it here. Yeah, no, I mean, I think what we're going to do in case you are, are new to the podcast or in case you don't remember what we did last time, we're going to go person by person. We're going to go through all 18, try to keep it to like three or four minutes so it's not super duper long and kind of go over what they have in their bio, maybe a little bit of what they had in their Mike Bloom interview on parade.com and also maybe a little bit of what they had in their one minute CBS clip. So kind of combining the, the different sources and we'll, we'll kind of give you our thoughts on them. and. I believe this is not in any particular order, but I will go over. I did write down like what tribe they're on and whatnot. So we'll go through it all. Yeah. So I I've gone through everything. I actually have not, you know, I have seen the tribes in the previews. I haven't like actually like mentally processed oh. it. So I'm excited to go through that at the end and just have like a first glance reaction for myself, honestly. All right. So then do you not want me to tell you like what tribe no, they're on yet? Or? No, well, I'm good. I'm good to go through it. I just like, okay. it'll be, it'll be a legit like first reaction for me. So nice. that'll be good. Perfect. All uh, right. So, yeah. Let's. So, and also, the last thing we're, we're going to do is that you know we'll kind of go back and forth, pass the ball. Where I'll kind of start with the first few. Dylan will give his reaction, then we'll swap. So, you ready to get started? Let's do it. Okay. So the first up is Claire. Claire is twenty five. Uh, she's a tech investor currently in Brooklyn, New York. Um, she is on the Soka tribe, I believe it's called. It's going to be our green tribe this season. Uh, Claire describes herself as energetic motivated and cunning uh she's been a fan for a long time clearly she's been watching since she was four years old and she's really excited to play the game obviously in the new era we have a lot of big super fans that are really raring to go in this short format of a season she thinks she'll be able to kind of fit in and play a social game because she's been doing that her whole life as a queer black jewish woman so i so she feels that she's kind of adept to maneuvering her way and trying to connect with others uh, I love this answer, Dylan, that she identifies most with Michelle Fitzgerald, loves her social game and how she used people's perceptions of her against them. I think in the new era, so someone who plays a Michelle like under the radar social game is already set up pretty well in how the game has kind of evolved and shifted. And last thing I'll say for now is that she, like most people, <laughs> values loyalty in an alliance member, but kind of wants to work with somebody who's a bigger threat. So she doesn't get chopped down 
and they get kind of taken out instead. So Dylan, based on what you see here and what you've looked at, what are your first thoughts on Claire? So I know Claire is somebody who has uh, gained some steam in the Survivor community as somebody who people are seeming to like very early on, even before the season starts. And I could agree with that. I mean, if you watched uh, her one minute video um, that was released, I mean, she says she's energetic and that, you know, it, it hops off the screen to you. So uh, I'm excited to watch Claire play. I think, you know, clearly like as a tech investor, um, clearly she has, you know, some smarts as well. Like I expect her to be not only like, you know, she's clearly her bio is coming off as more and her video comes off as more as like a social player. But I think, you know, given her occupation, I want to say that she's also going to be pretty strategic, even though if it, even though it doesn't, it may not seem like that on the surface. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for Claire. I think you make a pretty good point that in order to win in new school survivor, based on what we've seen in 41, 42, 43, it has to be somebody who could socially make these relationships and somebody who is not going to, you know, out themselves as a strategic mastermind too early. We've seen that multiple mm -hmm. times in the last few seasons. So I think that based on what she said, comparing herself to Michelle, that's a pretty, you know, good. We'll see, obviously, if her game actually matches that, but I think it's a pretty good place to be. Yeah. Last thing I'll say about Claire from uh, Mike's Mike Bloom's interviews that he did separately I think she is self-aware. She knows herself. Like she says that she's eager to look for advantages, but she's aware that she has to kind of rein it in and slow down. You can't be looking on day one and getting completely put on the outs. So she is aware of herself. And I think she also at Ponderosa said she's trying to, you know, look and act a certain way to kind of shape people's perceptions. They really want to trust her and work with her. Then again, you know, in 42, Dylan, uh, Tori tried that and we saw how Tori got off to a pretty rocky start in 42. But I do think Claire is somebody who, if she can kind of not go too hyper in terms of looking for advantages and she can just chill out, I think she could do well. Yeah, I agree. So we can get to the next one here. All right. Uh, I have no idea who's next, by the way. This is a completely random yeah, order. I don't know, I don't know either. Uh, we've got Matt. By the way, we have two Matts. We have a Matt and a Matthew, just for people's reference points. Uh, let me just get to my notes here. Matt is also on the Soka tribe. Maybe this is by tribe. Um, Matt, is, he is from California, and he is a security software engineer. Uh, describes himself as joyful empathetic and persistent um he's also been a big fan for 10 years and he feels like he's in a good spot to really go out for the game because he's been prepared through failure and now we always hear you know like failure can prepare you in a lot of different ways but when it comes to as he says failing to get a job failing to get into college failing to get onto survivor the first time you kind of got to pick yourself up and good survivors can react well to bump in the roads and they can adjust to setbacks. Um, again, well, once again, I love this answer of who he wants to play like and who he sees himself as. He wants to be similar to Yule and any Yule Kwan reference gets a thumbs up from me in terms of active listening and consensus building and then have a bit of youthfulness and goofiness that Marianne had as well. Um, Dylan, what are your first thoughts on that? I think it's a very interesting bio. Honestly, I don't really know what to think about Matt. I think he's a wild card, um, meaning I don't know what to expect. Um, so <laughs> it, it's interesting. We have Claire with the tech investor, and then we have a security software engineer. So we have some like interesting jobs to start out. Uh, people who I think you know could you know be pretty smart. Um, his 
answer about failing multiple times, preparing him for Survivor is interesting. I I don't know how that is going to apply. <laughs> I'm just picturing like, is he going to get is he going to get the Owen edit where he just continues to fail the entire the entire game? We'll see. Obviously, Survivor, you know, it's completely new world, completely new life. So you never know. Um, also, and we'll discuss this as we go on. I'm wondering if, and I know we're only two bios in, but based on what I've seen in the other bios, um, yeah, you know, I, I read this before. I, it's very interesting how many people are comparing themselves to social players rather than strategic players. I think that given the fact that, um, they, that these players have seen um, 41 and 42, they maybe are adjusting their perception on what it takes to win this game. So I think mm-hmm. it's interesting that, you know, you, you know, usually if you look at the seasons 41 and 42, all these players answers were like, Oh, I'm going to be Sari combined with Tony. I'm going to be Jeremy combined with Tony. I'm going to be uh, Christian combined with Sari. Like it was like they were taking the upper echelon of players, like the best ever, and be like, I want to be like this person. And now it's like you're getting more of the social players. You know, we have Michelle, we have Marianne. Obviously, Yule is very strategic, but I just want to like point that out before we get into that. I think it's interesting. Um, and again, I'm curious to see how the game evolves with people's perceptions on the game changing based on what they saw in 41 and 42. Yeah, I, I should have set this up at the top, by the way, but a few other points of note just about the, the cast in general. Um, average age is around 31 or 32. So, you know, still a younger cast, but not as young as we've had in the past where like most of them are in their 20s. It's kind of getting towards the early 30s. And to Dylan's point, they have seen all of 41 and all of 42. So they know that Marianne did win. I think with season 43, with the little gap in between, Last season's cast didn't know Marianne won. I think they saw the first half of it. But this group knows 41 and 42's outcome. And I think that people reference Marianne's win. So I think that's actually pretty interesting. But, um, yeah, no, I think the last thing I'll say about Matt from my perspective is, first of all, Dylan, he has big Reichenbach energy. He mentions this in his Mike Bloom, um, Mike Bloom interview. Maybe it, I think it's the hair. But he just has that Eric Reichenbach feel to him. And the biggest reason why I think this is interesting is because he says in that interview that he is a people pleaser. And as a people pleaser myself, I can relate. You don't want to let people down and you don't want to, you don't want to let them down. So you kind of give into them sometimes. And he doesn't want to, like Eric did, get talked into something and then it's not good for his game. So I think what he wants to learn from his failures and what he wants to do in this game is he doesn't want to give in and he wants to kind of resist that urge and make a unforced error shall we say yeah yeah i I think i think that is interesting i do get eric vibes i know he mentioned that i do get eric vibes from him also so i think that's interesting like i i wonder if like when when they cast if they're like going for that or if they just like cast him because but yeah interesting we get to the next one here and uh shout out uh shout out jackson in the comments here watching he says i'm pissed i didn't get my cold but just glad soul survivor is back we are also glad and happy to have you here, Jackson. So let's mm-hmm. keep going. Let's keep it going here. Uh, third player in this article that we are going to go through is. Okay. Carolyn. So it's, yeah, it's not all based on the same tribe. So Carolyn, let me get to my other notes here. So Carolyn is really interesting and someone from, she was in the initial trailer for 44 and then going through her bio here. Uh, very interesting story. So she is 35 from Minnesota. 
Uh, she's a drug counselor and this is very pertinent because she struggled with addiction. She had a long journey to overcome that and she is 13 years sober and her story really is kind of impactful and she's also a mom. That's one more thing too, Dylan, by the way. There are a decent amount of parents on this cast. Um, you know, not all of them. There's still obviously a healthy mix of non-parents, but I think when, you know, you look at a season like Cambodia and how the jury wanted to give it to Jeremy, not just for his game, of course, but also he was a parent instead of Tasha and Spencer. I, I'll be interested to see how the parents kind of relate and connect in this season. But yeah, Carolyn is somebody who, as we saw in the trailer, she could be passionate, open, and a little bit loud. She says that Survivor is more than a game to her. It's all about the human interactions, the growth, and the fun. And she and this still and this was perfect. If I had to pick one play, one player that I could compare each cast member to, I think most people were pretty spot on. Before she even gave her answer down here, and I saw her in the trailer, I'm like, okay, she's giving big Nora vibes, very big Nora vibes. And then she says, yeah, I want to play like Kelly Wentworth or Parvati, but I, I'm gonna be like Nora. Like I'm just very loud. I'm very open. I'm very upfront. But she's okay with that because she says if Marianne won and she could be herself then I can be free-spirited and spontaneous as well. And the last thing I'll say about Carolyn is that she um, she really thinks she can build, because of her backstory and what she's gone through in life, that she can build authentic connections, and that will win her the game. This is very interesting here. So if I were on the season, Carolyn is somebody that I would probably want to align with, right? Because... She seems like somebody that you could trust. She seems like somebody that's going to stick with you. And she seems like somebody who, you know, like, like it, it's important. We go through this every season. You know, we've had, we have psychologists on all the time being a drug counselor. It's like, she is going to have very, very good people skills. That's literally her job. So personally, if I was trying to find somebody in my alliance, if I was on the season, I think that Carolyn would fit the bill there. Um, that being said, if you're if you're if you're if you're comparing yourself to Nora, you have to be a little bit careful. Obviously, Nora got to the final three, so she did a good job. But I think in the if you end up with the wrong tribe or wrong cast, and you're you know that outgoing and like standing out as much as Nora did, mm -hmm. then you know it could paint a target on your back as somebody who's just an easy vote because you're an outcast. Um, so I think. While I don't expect her to go out early, I just think that like if you're comparing yourself to Nora, you got to tiptoe that line if that makes sense. But I I do get a good vibes from her. I think that she's somebody that because of her social game could go far. And also one more thing, she says one of her favorite hobbies is rescuing bunnies, which is certainly an interesting answer. Oh yeah, I was gonna say as we go through the bios, if there's any funny pet peeves or hobbies, and I wrote some down, um, we have to go over them because obviously last season we got a lot of mileage out of. Um, some pet peeves and Cody being an elevator salesman. So we got to go over the funny stuff when we come across it. Um, two more quick things about Carolyn before we move on. I forgot to mention she's on the Tika tribe, which is our purple tribe this season. And also Dylan, the other thing I wanted to point out was that in the Mike Bloom interview, she talks about how like in this answer, she wants to build authentic connections. She wants to really bond with others. And she even said, my alliances will go deeper than strategy and the bonds I make are real which on one hand I think will be great. I think she's going to be fun to watch and she'll be very personable. But Dylan, every time I hear somebody, especially someone who's a mom, 
say, I'm going to make really deep connections. I'm going to really bond with these individuals. I always think of Dawn and how Dawn just got raked over the coals in Karamoan for like making an alliance. And then I, I feel so betrayed. I saw you as a mom out there. So again, we don't know for sure. Obviously, Gabler taught us last season that we can't predict anything anymore. But I just thought that was interesting how, you know, if, if you're in that archetype and you build those deep bonds, people might be feel even more hurt by you. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Uh, I don't personally, I don't think Carolyn is going to be in the winner tier or anything like that. Or, for you know, if I'm predicting beforehand, okay. but uh, uh, <laughs> how how could we, how could I sit here and pr- predict who's going to win the game because yeah. if I, if you, if you, yeah, after last season, it's all out the door. So that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. If people, if, by the way, if people forgot uh, literally up until the start of finale nights, even during finale night, Dylan and I were texting and saying, Gabler has no shot. It was only at final tribal. We were like, Oh, maybe he has a shot. So <laughs> we, we, we can't predict anything anymore at this point. Yeah. Who knows? All right. All right. Uh, next I'll up. I'll, I'll take it from here. Sure. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Next so we'll, we, get, we go three. Oh, yum, yum. <laughs> So we have Yam Yam here uh, from Puerto Rico. Um, he is a salon owner, um, describes himself as fun, loud, and caring, uh, wants to f- uh, fulfill his lifelong dream of playing the best game in the world. Um, says he's wanted to play since he was 13. Um, so I obviously was just talking about players who were comparing themselves to other players. And I used to read the Suri example. And I was like, you know, we haven't really got a lot of that in this season um, in terms of like the top tier, but he, I guess is an outlier here of what we're going to see. He compares himself to Suri and says, she is lovable, caring, and fun. She's super intelligent, a strategic genius. He hopes to emulate her and win um, his hobbies. So taking care of his plants, going to the beach with his husband, hanging out with his girlfriends and traveling um and yeah i i don't get too much out of this bio you get more if you were to watch his video um another player that i see is somebody who's gonna be he's gonna be an energy guy like a lot of people are gonna like him a lot um i think his tribe mates are gonna like him a lot i think that how far he goes in the game will depend on you know how you know does is he is he a guy who is going to strategize a lot also or is he going to be a guy who is basically all social just a guy that people like so i'm kind of curious to see that but i will tell you that based on the video it seems like he's going to be a potential fan favorite this season oh yeah i mean from his trail from the 44 trailer he got i think like the last clip where he had like a funny confessional about meeting jeff and pooping in the ocean so people are already loving yam yam he's also on the tika tribe with carolyn uh i think the interesting thing that i took from this bio and also from his mike bloom interview was that he said that he, you know, he he talks a lot. He's very social, which obviously could be dangerous. And if he's too likable, he could get cut in like that seven eight spot that we see, like you know, Noel just went out at, and uh, and and Elaine, and so many other people, like Christian, people who go out in that seven eight right before the finale spot. It could happen. I thought it was interesting that he talks about his salon experience because he says, kind of like Tony did with like the whole like lowering like lowering your guard, and then like you kind of strike at the end. He says that he lets his guard down on purpose and then people kind of give him information. They share gossip. They want to talk and trust him. So he's hoping that his social skills can mask the manipulation that he's going to try to do out there. So 
despite EMM seeming like he would be a loud, outgoing, fun social player, seems like he wants to try to do some manipulation as well and try to play the game. Um, And he thinks that people will perceive him as someone who doesn't take things too seriously. And I think that's kind of what he wants them to see him as. Yeah, I think if he plays it like that, then I expect good things. So excited about that. Um, We could head to the next which is Lauren Lauren. Uh, so Lauren 31 years old uh, from Texas an elementary school teacher um, describes herself as personable, resistant and adaptable um, says that, you know, she has boys that are fans of the game. Uh, she wants to show her kids that she could do anything. Um, she's a single parent, which has prepared her for the game. Um, it's challenged her physically, mentally, emotionally, every single way possible. And interestingly enough, she compares herself to Erica, winner of season 41. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Natalie uh, from Blood vs. Water, Winners of War. Um, her strength and ability to never give up is admirable. She's looking for openness and honesty in an alliance member. Um, and let me see if there's anything else uh, significant. She believes that her personality, self-awareness, and adaptability will take her far in the game. She's a go-getter, and no one wants this more than me, that she says. To me, this is not only a game. This is a purpose. This this is purpose. I've been preparing for this game for a while, and I'm not leaving without a prize. So, Lauren, uh, this is somebody, uh, you know, another person who stood out to me early, personally. Um, I think that you know, she, like a few of the other players that we've already mentioned, I think she's going to have a huge fan base. I think, um, you know, you're drawn to her if you watched her video. Obviously, she has young kids that she's playing for. She's a single parent. Um, love to see that. Um, I'm excited to watch Lauren play. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think the vibe that I got from all three of the different sources that we have is that she is adaptable, as she says. I mean, she's obviously gone through the divorce, has the two young boys, and I think she can roll with the punches and i think she wants to be underestimated as that mom as that elementary school teacher but yeah she wants to be a quiet strategist she doesn't just want to you know just be there and have a good time she wants to really be a strategist and make moves and she's one of a few people who do mention erica in this new in this new era as a winner as somebody who played an under the radar social game somebody who you know, people didn't see as a threat. And then by the time she really emerged in the end game, it was too late to stop her because she had positioned herself pretty well. And obviously, you know, any Natalie, Natalie Anderson comparison always makes me pretty happy. I think Natalie is amazing, both strategist and as a character. But she talks about just how that journey of self-growth will really help her and just her being authentic. She just wants to be authentic and real with people. And I think that's what a lot of castaways in this group are looking for. They want alliance members who are fun, Alliance members who are open, forthcoming, and just being themselves. So I think she can fit right in. I do see Lauren as somebody who could go pretty far and make a deep run if, you know, if the chips align pretty well for her. She's on the Ratu tribe, which is our orange tribe this season. So thinking about who she's with, I could see her getting in with some of those individuals. But I'm excited to see what Lauren has in store. Same here. Let's go to the next player. Oh, Danny! Here we which go, is, Danny. Which is which is Danny? Um, our uh, t- token firefighter. I feel like we have a firefighter on every season. Um, so Danny, thirty-two years old from the Bronx, New York. Um, 
New Yorker. Love to see it. Um, NYC firefighter. He says he is kind, passionate, and determined. Um, wants to be part of Survivor. This was an interesting answer, I thought. He said he wants to be part of Survivor because it puts the human condition on display, strips you down to your raw, rawest form. It's terrifying. I believe true happiness is found outside your comfort zone. So clearly this is a guy who is, you know, he says he's going to, you know, he says it's terrifying, but he also says that he basically is comfortable outside his comfort zone, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so what's one life experience that's prepared you for the game? He says he would have answered firefighting or mixed martial arts, but he doesn't believe that. He says he doesn't believe you could actually be prepared for the game, which might make him more prepared. Uh, compares, mm -hmm. compares himself to Jeremy. Uh, no, no shocker there. Um, says pet peeves are bullies and whining. Um, this was interesting. He says he's proud of running a 34 mile ultra marathon. Ugh. So that's ridiculous. And I'm sure that based on the picture and based on that information, we could assume that, uh, Danny is going to be one of the more athletic members of this cast. Um, and yeah, Danny. So I, I believe I watched his, his video and another guy who's very energetic, um, mm -hmm. I think is going to have a fan base on this season. I don't really know what to think about him in terms of the actual game. I would think that given the cast in my, and maybe I'm wrong. My early impression of the cast is it doesn't seem like the most athletic cast. Maybe there's a few guys here or there, but given that I'm going to go off on a limb and say that he'll be able to survive early, no matter what, even if the cast ends up being very athletic, like he is one of those athletic guys. I'm going to say he's going to be able to, you know, survive the pre-merge mm -hmm. because of that athletic ability need to win challenges, especially in a season like this, where your tribes are, we don't know for sure, at least, but likely, you know, you're not getting tribe swaps, you know, you're going to be stuck in that same small group and you need to win challenges early on. So I think it would be smart for people to keep Danny around early. And I think that's going to help him. Now, will he fit in socially with the rest of the cast? We're going to have to see, but excited to watch Danny play. Yeah, I think that's that's the really key question here because yeah, you would think that he will survive the early mer the early pre merge or at least get to the merge or get right up close to it because he is one of the more physical players on this cast. And if you look at just the trend of forty one, forty two, and forty three, I mean, who have been the first five six people out in those seasons? You know, your players like your I'll just go really like your Jonathan's, your Ryan's, your um, your Xander's, like any guy that's very physical usually will at least make it to the merge. I do, you know, I do worry a little bit because, you know, he says that, you know, Survivor terrifies him, but he's excited to be out there. And in his video, he's very high energy. He's doing like flips on the beach and he's like, I might come off as a bro-ish jerk, but I want to be seen as more fun and more charismatic and just more engaging. So I think, you know, Danny is somebody who, I, and I, I say this with some people every season, if he can survive the first couple of votes, if the green tribe, Soka, goes to tribal council, I think he'll be I think he'll be set up pretty well. Um, if he can be very likable and very charming and charismatic. It's just like, if he's already saying, like, I know I can come off as kind of bro-y, I mean, that, he's aware that, that people see him that way. So he has to kind of overcome that hurdle. That being said, I do like Danny. I think he has some potential here. Um, my uncle is a retired NYC firefighter, so I know this um, this space pretty well. And you know, he even says in the, his one minute video 
I deal with a lot of personality in the firehouse, a lot of guys. I have to deal with a lot of people and I can handle that. If your reputation's everything, if you have a good rep, then you'll be set. And I mean, Dylan, you know, firefighters, like to point about Jeremy, they do very well in the game. I mean, if you think about it, you got Tom Westman, who was another New York firefighter who won. You have Jeremy, who's a firefighter that won. And then Mike, wasn't Mike from 42 a retired firefighter? I believe he was. So yeah, and he got second place. So just in terms of how, you know, selfless firefighters are and how, you know, they connect with others in the firehouse and whatnot, Danny could be set up well. I just want to make sure, like he says, if I come off as a bro, I got to kind of be seen as more fun and charismatic. So if he can overcome that first impression, maybe he'll do well. Yep, I think that's a good point. Uh, all right. Next player, you could you could take the next three, and then I'll go. All right. We have Heidi. Heidi is, I believe, from my notes, also on the Green Tribe, Soka. Heidi is 43 from Puerto Rico originally, so I wonder if if she ever at the merge possibly meets up with Yam Yam. They'll have a, a mutual connection there from Puerto Rico, although she's currently in uh, Pennsylvania. She's an engineering manager, so as she says in this paragraph, she's a Latina in STEM, and she always believes in power, empowering women in general and empowering women in that space. And a few women actually on this cast. I mean, obviously, you always talk about will female alliances happen. Very rarely they do happen. They often fall through. But she kind of wants to empower other women. So maybe we'll see her and some of the others that want that pair up. She says that she moved to the United States 20 years ago. And because she had to learn the language, she's had to learn and adapt, which in Survivor, you want to be very adaptable and amenable. Compares herself to Sandra, also being from Puerto Rico, and love a good Angelina reference, and says, you know, her negotiations have changed the game, and also believed in, once again, empowerment. Um, she, you know, it says that she has some athletic background. She does CrossFit. She used to play on um, a basketball team, so she does try to stay active. And I think she, honestly, on the Green Tribe, is part of a tribe that is kind of physical with Danny with Joshua and with and with her and another person. So I think Green, challenge-wise, could be set up pretty well in the season. But she says at the end here, you know, I'm in it to win it, and I want to represent people that may sound and look different, and I want to be a role model to others. And yeah, no, I, I think Heidi is interesting. I don't have a good grasp of how she'll do yet, but I think uh, she has some, some key points in here. What do you think, Dylan? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how she's going to do per se. Uh, if, if we're, if, you know, what you said, I believe you said she's on the green tribe, which means she's on the same as Danny. So that's a good sign. Cause I have a feeling that tribe is going to be doing well early. Um, in addition, really smart. She said she's filed for over 40 patents, which yeah. is, which is really cool. Um, also clearly athletic CrossFit basketball, she seems to be somebody who I think could be underestimated and could be, you know, maybe better than people expect her to be. So I'm excited to see it. Obviously another really cool story that she came to the U S not knowing the language um, and, you know, had to adapt in that way. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited to see Heidi play for sure. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is that in her Mike Bloom interview talks about how she wants a Alliance partner who is strategic, who likes to collaborate and be very encouraging and, you know, people might with her eight, with her age, might see her on the more seasoned side, but hopes that they also see her as, you know, energetic and spunky and fun and willing to play the game hard. So 
All right, we can go to the next. Yeah. All right, next up is Carson, someone else who has taken the internet by storm, not just from the trailer, but also because, Dylan, do you know that he's selling Carson merch? Yeah, we could have that conversation after we run through the bio. Oh, we, we will have that conversation. But Carson is on, if I can find my notes right here, Carson is on the Tika tribe, which is purple with Carolyn and Yam Yam. I mean, Dylan, I mean, right away before I get to the bio, you know that meme from The Office where Pam's like, corporate needs you to find the difference between this picture and this picture, they're, they're the same picture? Yeah, yeah. You put it next to Christian, it's literally the same picture. <laughs> yeah, I, I did um, see that on Twitter. But uh, Carson is 20. He's the youngest one on this cast. He's from Georgia. Very smart like Christian. He's a NASA engineering student on his way to be an aerospace engineer. And I mean, as someone who's younger than Survivor itself, he says, you know, I want to be a part of the show that I know and love to win it. Age doesn't define success. I've obsessively studied game theory and evolution within Survivor, and I want to be adaptable. And I think it requires luck, but I know I can be intuitive and I can discern in the right way, and that will let me win the game. Of course, would not be accurate if he didn't compare himself to Christian and didn't just talk about how Christian had some strategy. He also talks about Christian embraced his nerdiness, embraced his quirkiness, and, you know, everyone loved Christian. I mean, people were upset to vote Christian now. I mean, everybody from, from Angelina to Mike to John to Nick, everybody wanted to work with Christian. And, well, I'm sorry, no. Technically, they didn't want to work with Christian, the Goliaths, because he was way too threatening. But basically, people really did like Christian, and I think people are going to like Carson as well. Uh, obviously, with his hobbies, liking 3D printing, Settlers of Catan, Civ Five, Minecraft, board games. I mean, he clearly is in that space. Um, Dylan, this part threw me for a loop though. I mean, this is very important that he practices 3d survivor puzzles. And if you remember, Spencer did this, Christian did this, and they both did well in their seasons when it came to those puzzles and any fans out there at this point, you, got, you better be practicing some form of them. But yeah, Carson is someone Dylan who I feel like, you know, like I said with Danny, he's someone where if you let him get too far and let him get set up too well, he could make a deep run like Christian did. But you also could look at someone like Zach from 42 and you could say like he could easily get picked off early if things don't swing his way. So I think Carson is someone who I like to say has a high variance of outcomes. Like it would not surprise me if he was first or second out and it wouldn't surprise me if he made it to final three, final four. So what do you think about Carson? Yeah, you almost hit on every single exact point that I was literally thinking of. I was Sorry. like, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at all these answers, and I'm like, this is such an all or nothing player, in my opinion. And what I what I what I mean by that, I don't mean it in a bad way or anything. It's like you mentioned Zach, uh, who went out first in season 42. I cannot get that out of my head. He is giving me major Zach vibes. If you remember Zach preseason, we were like, you know, he's talking all about how he studied the game, how he uh, won all these debate titles. Uh, and, you know, you have Carson here who's around the same age as Zach, uh, a massive fan of the game, and somebody who is a literal rocket scientist So and practices Survivor 3D puzzles. The question is, will he be able to, you know, last long enough for individual puzzles to matter, if that makes sense? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like, I can't exactly see, I could see him being a major puzzle asset to a tribe, being a physical asset definitely not um so he's gonna he's gonna have his work cut out for him in the pre-merge he's gonna have to figure out a way to fit in 
he's going to have to figure out a way to, you know, provide value or make himself valuable to his tribe. Um, but if he gets, you know, a few votes in, then I, and, and you know, gets comfortable, then I see him going far. I think it's either an early boot or a late finish. I don't think there's anything in between, honestly. Now, if you want to get into the merch stuff, have never seen that before didn't know that was even allowed don't have any positive or negative opinion on him because of that i just don't know if that means that like he's set up for a really good season or if he's just trying to grab the cash before he goes out like third yeah that's what people were saying too people were like like you either do really well or you're cashing it in now before you're out by march 8th like, like there's there's no chance he's like a merge boot or anything he's he's either going to be out within the first three guys or he's going to like final seven like if, if people don't understand this like you have to just like look up go to carson's twitter and there are carson pillows and so many other things and i'm just like have we seen this before the season's even started not, not I, in, I, I, I doubt it I, I mean, look, I think Carson will be fun. I mean, like Christian was fun to watch. I think Carson can be too. Again, like we keep saying, we just wonder what what, what variants, like, like how, how will he turn out? Like we really don't know here. Um, and like you said with Zach, I mean, even if you prepare a lot, you know, it doesn't, it could mean nothing. It can mean that you go out early. I mean, the famous example, Dylan, is if you remember Garrett from Kat Kagian did like X hundred hours of studying and prep for Survivor and he was the second one out. So like, even though you want to prepare and as an over-prepper myself, I understand, it's like it could all mean squat. So you just got to go out there, play the game that's presented to you, be adaptable and figure things out. And, and in terms of getting off on a positive note with your tribe let's not forget that in the opening challenge of season 37 christian solved a slide puzzle to win his to win it for his tribe in like three seconds so it was an immediate positive note for the rest of his tribe and i think that helped him tremendously in the game in terms of getting on his feet early right so it's like mm -hmm. if you're carson you need to do something very good to get on people's side at the beginning of the game yep no absolutely all right. All right. So next up is continue the next slide. <laughs> oh, Maddie, Matt, Maddie's Dylan, Maddie's three things were wild. Oh my God, Maddie. Okay. <laughs> Where are my notes on Maddie? Okay. Maddie is from the Ratu tribe, which is orange. She's 28. She was formerly a charity project manager, but she quit her job to play a survivor. Um, she's going to go through a couple things here from her bio. You know, she gets a kick out of doing things that scare her, uh, dreamed of doing Survivor as a kid. She's one of five girls in the family, so she's had to kind of be scrappy and fight for what she wants and be independent. You got to keep up. Uh, says that she strategically thinks she might be able to play like Suri and Omer, which is a big um, barrier to entry there. It's tough to play like Suri and Omer. And then swag-wise wants to play like malcolm uh likes to pretend she's madonna at karaoke like surfing and skateboarding but hates mansplaining and elitists um dylan did you catch that the thing that she's most proud of in her life is that she got the hottest guy from nyu to date her for seven years <laughs> i i have i think i have a comp i i have a, I have a pro comp uh for maddie and I'll, I'll wait for you to finish but uh <laughs> okay um 
ironically, she also happened to do an ultra marathon like um like Danny did. So maybe they can eventually bond over that, perhaps. Um she she's not as buff as some of the others, but she has, I guess, the endurance to I mean, there's not there's not a lot of running in Survivor, but she has the endurance to make it through a challenge or maybe some of the endurance challenges. Um but yeah, Dylan, before I go into my other thoughts and other things that I got from Maddie, what were your quick thoughts? Uh, she is giving me Sydney season 41. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I want feeling, she is feeling herself. Yes. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page there. Yeah. That just, by the way, that I didn't think of that comparison until I just reread everything again. Um, and we remember what happened to Sydney, right? Is like, she, you know, she, she, she seems like she was in a good social spot. Um, but then like she ends up getting screwed by a terrible twist, gets out and is just like, basically like, because of the way she went out, she kind of got an edit where she was like, you know, <laughs> I basically Sydney was, she was highlighted as she sounded, she was going to be like in the, in the pre press and everything. Uh, I think that Maddie, again, another person who I think has a very wide range of outcomes. I have no idea what to think. I think that, her fate in the game is going to come off um, is going to come off whether or not the players on her tribe like her personality or hate her personality. And it seems like there's going to be no in between on that Um, to say she's feeling herself. I would say is an understatement. Um, And again, will she downplay that? Um, Will that just be her answers and she'll be completely different on the show? I have no idea what to think, but yeah, I mean, look, I, can't tell you how far she'll go because obviously even though sydney was kind of similar in this way sydney did at least make it to the merge i don't think she can win now now again i'm gonna you can clip this if you want if maddie ends up winning and this is another gabler moment but right away i just feel like she's feeling herself she calls herself dylan on twitter the madonna of survivor her 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 handle her at on twitter is jeff can you hear me um she Dylan, this is wild to me too did you read her mike bloom interview and did you hear what her cover-up story is if someone catches her looking for an idol i did not actually she's gonna claim that whether it's due to a love of nature or due to some other weird reason she had an urge to make out with a tree which is why she's looking around the trees and getting all close to them Good luck to her. We'll see what happens. I, I I just don't understand how in one breath you can say, oh, I think I'm going to be a Sari, Omer, Malcolm type. And then on the other breath say, you know, I'm, I'm Madonna. I, oh, she also, by the way, said, and this is not great for the new era. She's like, I want to kind of lay low, but I want to be out in front by the merge. And I'm like, that's the last time you want to be out in front in the new era is at the merge. So I, I think Maddie, like Carolyn, will be fun to watch, like Sydney was fun to watch. But again, it's going to be very interesting to see how she does, considering some of the stuff in her bio. Yeah, I got nothing else. <laughs> Should be interesting. All right, moving on from Madonna. I can take these next three. Sure. All right, cool. We got Bruce, 46 years old, from Rhode Island, an insurance agent, energetic, funny, and competitive. Um, wants to be part of survivor because it's a great the great uh a great social experiment breaks you down only to test you to get back up um he says that 
there's a lot of experiences that have prepared him for the game. But the what, the big one is that he was uh, abandoned as a child and now is a father, husband. So that's an interesting story. Identifies with Jeremy, second person who is identified with Jeremy. Um, loves golf and boxing. Um, and, you know, wants to trust an alliance member. Um, and yeah, his, he's very, very short with his answers. Um, I, what I, and, and if you watch the one minute video, he seems like a very likable guy. The question mm-hmm. is as the 40, as, and again, this is strictly based on his age, I would say as a 46 year old guy on a cast where the average age is 31 is he going to be able to fit in now we look at like a guy like mike turner from season 30 uh season 42 we did not know if he was going to be you know pregame we're sitting there we're like all right is he going to be a guy who is going to you know boss around his tribe and get himself voted out early and just you know act like a leader or is he someone that's going to fit in well and Mike literally was the opposite of that. He did a phenomenal job bonding with everybody and ends up making it to, you know, coming in second place in the season. With this, with Bruce, it's going to be the same thing. Is he going to assume a leader role on his tribe? Or is he going to kind of lay back and socialize and, you know, bond with other players? I, based on his video and, you know, uh, answers here i'm gonna guess that he leans further towards mike than you know being like a leader early boot but obviously we'll have to see what happens when yeah Yeah, bruce i have a couple question marks on i mean obviously i'm happy to hear that you know he wants to be adaptable he believes in being a chameleon and trying to change your colors and trying to fit in with the group and he thinks being part of the foster care system, as he mentions with being adopted, things, he, you know, he kind of prepared for that, you know, when he was younger. Uh, the question marks that I have, I feel like he has a couple of like contradictory things in some of his answers. Like he says on, in one, on one hand, you know, I want an ally who sees Survivor as a game, but I also want the ally who's loyal and will tell me if my name comes up, which, I mean, you obviously want an ally who will tell you if your name comes up, but if somebody sees Survivor as a game, they're not going to look they're not going to hesitate to cut you if, you know, it's either you or them. Like a, a perfect example is that he's on the Tika tribe with, with Carson. And Carson has said, you know, I want a alliance member who trusts me completely and won't ever make a move on me, but I have no problem making a move on them. So to this point, if Bruce and Carson happen to link up and Bruce is like, look, I want someone who's going to see it as a game and someone who's going to be loyal, you know, Carson could be loyal for a vote. And then next vote says, yeah, it is a game, so Bruce, you got to go. So I feel like Bruce could set himself up in a bad spot here if he, you know, is too trusting with his alliance members. And the other thing that he says that was a bit weird to me was that he's like, some people are going to see me as arrogant, and then some people are going to see me as really fun, which I feel like are on two opposite sides of the spectrum there. So I am curious to know so, how... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, obviously that was in the more expansive article, which I read like half of them, not all of them yet. That if he says that he thinks people are going to see him as arrogant, that's obviously a major issue that would lead me to believe that he could be an early boot. Um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We, it, you know, it's it's so tough to judge on answers. You know. Yeah. The only the last thing I have for Bruce is that he says, and a couple people mentioned this, but in different ways of saying it, he's like, 
I'm not going to search for advantages. I'm going to look for them, which I guess means to his point, I'm not going to be like searching and looking deep in every nook and cranny and every hole of every tree. But if I'm on the way to get firewood, I might like glance back and forth and look for any paper or any twine that sticks out. So a couple of people are like, I don't want to go too hard early on, but if I happen to see something, I'm going to jump at it. So. All right. All right. Next up, we got Sarah. She is 27 years old, originally from Minnesota, now lives in Chicago, a management consultant. Um, she says she is strategic, driven, and fun. She's been a fan since the very beginning, looking up to Stephanie, Sari, poverty, lifelong dream to go out there. She says her best friend died two years ago, um, and that experience has basically inspired her to get out here, go through unpleasant experiences, um, and, you know, be able to like, you know, fuel her survivor success. Um, she identifies most with Natalie. That's, I believe three times we've heard Natalie's name, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, she says she wants to find, uh, someone logical with a strategic mind. Duos could be so powerful if they're could be so powerful if they remain loyal. She also wants to find someone who I don't think will flip on me first. Uh, that would be the goal. Yes. Um, she says her pet peeve, somebody chew, uh, somebody chewing uh, loud, rule followers, people who are closed-minded, um, graduated with a 3.98 GPA, um, and then gives a simple answer. She'll be sole survivor because she knows the game inside and out, understands people, and are, is very observant. Now, this is another bio that is so that is so general and doesn't give me anything to believe one thing either way. Um, what I will say is that I did like her, her one minute video. So I got good vibes based on that. So I'm based off completely the vibes of her video. I'm going to say she could go far. Um, nothing else. I, this, this, the, this bio doesn't give me much. Yeah. I mean, I think some bios are a bit more generic than others for sure. And I think, you know, as a consultant myself in a, you know, in, in a different field, you know, I think like she says, if I'm a consultant, I can work with different people, different personalities. I have to adapt two different projects and I have to win over people's trust and I need to think on my feet and solve problems. So I think if she can replicate that from the office to the Island, I think that's really great. If she can put it into practice, you know, I always love seeing another fan of the show. And I love people who are, you know, the old school fans where she's not, she's not, she's not just dropping people from the last, you know, two years. She's dropping Steph, Sari, Parv. She mentions Andrea in uh, Mike Bloom's article. So always love to see that. And obviously her story is really sad. Losing a best friend within the last two years is got to be really terrible and tragic. So I'll be interested. I'll be interested to know if she, you know, tells people that story. I'm sure we'll get a, a package on it at some point in the season. Um, but like most people, she hopes that her exterior kind of can mask the game that she wants to play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, we, we go to the next one. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't have much to say on Sarah, but I'm going to say that if I had to choose, I think she goes into the, she, she makes the merge and gets, you know, I'll say final 10 or final nine, eight, somewhere around there. I mean, I could say the same. I, I feel like, like at this point we have no idea how people are yeah, going to yeah. do anymore. Uh, next up is Matthew. So this is the other Matt on the season, but is going by Matthew. He is on the Orange Tribe, which is um, Ratu. He's 43 from Ohio. He's a barbershop owner, which you look at his beard. He 
pretty fair bets. Um, <laughs> says he's spontaneous, caring, and adventurous. And then he talks about how he loves the outdoors. He he uh, has been in the forest, climbing trees, swimming in lakes. And Dylan, I mean, this is so perfect because if I don't know if you remember, but he's the guy in the season 44 trailer that's climbing that rock and then like falls off. So again, we're, we're not going to predict any, you know, medevacs or any types of things like that here. But I mean, for, for us to see that in the trailer and then for him to be like, Oh, I love just exploring and being outdoors. I'm like that, that fits the bill pretty well. Um, Matthew also mentions how he thinks he'll play like Elaine, which I can see the comparison because she's hilarious and genuine thinks he'll play kind of like Shan and Ben, which is a very interesting combination. I think most people, like you said, did mention Jeremy or Erica or Sari. Like those were the names that came up a good amount. But I think the Sh- Elaine, Shan, and Ben are some pretty deep pulls here. But he thinks he can be someone like Shan that people come and bring them information, which is great in a game of Survivor. And he wants to work with someone that he can trust but somebody who also has different skill sets than him so you can kind of complement the weak points. Dylan, before uh, you kind of give your thoughts on Matthew, the player, did you look at his pet peeves? Because these are some of the weirdest pet peeves that I've I've ever seen. Love a good weird pet peeve list. I did not remember them, but I'm reading through them here. For those who uh, cannot see it or are just listening, um, his pet peeves are are quote people that talk in circles people who don't give others time to talk at a convo the color combination of purple and white misformed popsicles odd numbers pineapple on pizza malt chocolate candy <laughs> look all look the first two make sense i also don't like people who talk in circles and people that don't give others time to talk so those are fine and if you don't like pineapple on pizza that's a personal choice i'm fine with it i know some people aren't for you to say that you don't like odd numbers and you don't like the color combo of purple and white first of all don't invite him to any lakers vikings northwestern don't invite him to any of those games ever because he will lose his mind <laughs> but some very interesting things to me other than the pet peeves dylan what are your thoughts on matthew i aside from the bizarre pet peeves i think this is somebody who goes far in this game um and it all starts with the occupation right he's and this could kind of goes back to yam yam as well um barbershop owner obviously talks to a ton of people every single day all different types of people gonna be very good socially like we know that off the bat um now in terms of his adventurous side, is there a reason for concern if he's falling off rocks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus like people could think that he's looking for stuff, looking for advantages, so that like wouldn't be good, but who knows what the situation is there. I don't want to read into it too much. Um, the Elaine, Shannon, Ben uh, com- uh, comparisons could be the most three random players I've seen in a, in a comparison list, but that's okay. Uh, shout out to Digging Deep for that one. Um, yeah, I just ultimately believe in Matthew because I think his social game is going to be very good. Um, and that's really the biggest thing here. I think people are going to really like him. If you're if he's comparing himself to Elaine, I'm going to say that's a good sign as well, especially in new school. Um, but we'll have to see. Sorry, I'm just laughing because I just I was just getting ready to go to the next page and I see I'm looking at the odd numbers again and I'm thinking to myself, 
what do you think? What, what, he's he's happy he's on 44, right? Like, what do you think hap- happens if Jeff calls him and says you're on 41 or 43? Does he say you can put me on the next season? <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. That's, that's an unbelievable point. I just, like, I just, I have to know. Like, someone find him on Twitter and ask him, why do you hate odd numbers so much? Unbelievable. Uh, okay. Next up is Helen. Helen is on, and by the way, if you couldn't tell by now, you look at their shirts. You can tell usually what tribe they're on. Helen is on the purple tribe, which is Tika. She's there with uh, Carolyn, Yam Yam, and Carson. Helen is 29. She's a product manager from California. Uh, She's empathetic, optimistic, and self-aware. She also is a big fan of the show, has been watching for over a decade, and loves to see a game about deception and testing relationships, and it's the ultimate game. And she, like a lot of people, mentions Erica as somebody who um, both are small Asian women who can be underestimated. I think in her video, too, she's like – she spends 20 seconds of her one-minute video saying, you know, Erica, you know, Erica was great. And, um, you know, she was under the radar. I think I can do really well like that. And she was really great at being stealthy. Then she has a deep poll and mentions Sophie Clark and Tina Wesson two really deep polls that I love seeing in the new, in the new era. Um, Dylan, this is one of my biggest pet peeves, by the way. Uh, I toilet paper going under instead of over. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's a pet peeve, but I, toilet paper has to roll the right way. Also dislikes traffic and disrespectful people. Um, has a minesweeper reference. And yeah, she just thinks that she can be underestimated from the get-go and can adapt her game and can pull the strings without anyone being the wiser. What are your thoughts on Helen? I really like Helen. If you watch if you watch the video, you'll get like a different I got a different vibe from her watching the video than I did from mm-hmm. reading her reading her bio. Yeah. She's I mean, she she describes herself as like empathetic and optimistic and self-aware, but she's also like very energetic, a personality that like people will be drawn to. Like I think people are going to really like her. Um I, again, I have high hopes. She's going to be very good socially. Um, big fan of the show. Um, would She uh, would guess that she's underestimated. Um, and yeah, she, 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 she describes, she says uh, she wants to play like a mix of Tina because she was well-liked and underestimated because of it. Um, uh, uh, underestimated because she was, I guess, a, like a small woman. That's what she's basically saying. So like, I think she's going to be underestimated and she expects to be underestimated right that's exactly where you want to be for the you know the new era survivor um i good vibes from helen good vibes i i I really like her yeah two other quick points i have on her is that she talks about in her mike bloom interview because she speaks more than one language and she code switches which means when you in a conversation go back and forth between english and the other language she is very adaptable due to her background. And I think, again, adaptability is probably the number one trait you want to have in Survivor. And she thinks that her bubbly personality will help her go under the radar. Um, the one thing I want to mention, Dylan, as well, that I thought was really cool, and I'll make my first official prediction for the season. She says in her Mike Bloom interview that she wants an ally that is only loyal to her. So my prediction, Dylan, for Helen is that, like we see all the time, She's going to do the classic move of, I'm going to vote out my ally's ally. So that way they only have me as their option. I'm going to cut their option off so they have to be loyal to me. So I think I'm going to predict that she's going to do that this season. Interesting. That's an interesting, interesting prediction. Yeah. 
All right. We only have, I think, I, I think the last one is a uh, group photo. So I think we only have like four or five left. Okay. Josh. Josh is 34 on the Green Soka tribe. He is a surgical podiatrist. Um, he is adventurous, charismatic, and ambitious. He says that he wants to be on Survivor to prove himself and to prove to any other, you know, people who are gay, people who are black, that they can do anything and you can put your mind to it and you can accomplish whatever you want. He also has a very deep story as well, kind of like Carolyn did and also like um, Zara did. He had um he's a cancer survivor he needed a, a kidney transplant when he was nine years old um the donor passed away and he's is kind of playing this game for that donor as well kind of having that second lease on life in a way uh you can see from his picture he's also pretty athletic um so i think the combo with him and danny on that green tribe is going to prove very helpful for them he talks about how being a doctor and you're seeing a lot of different patients will help him in the game of survivor once again, another Jeremy reference talks about how Jeremy was a great social player. Beasts and challenges is interesting because Jeremy obviously was helpful to his tribes in the tribal portion, did not do super great in the individual portion. Granted, he wasn't trying to win that much, but didn't win until Samotion at the end of Cambodia. So I still think it's an interesting comparison. And then he wants an ally who is completely honest and trustworthy once again, we love to go over funny pet peeves. He hates people that mispronounce the word salmon. So can't stand when people say salmon, which I feel like I haven't heard someone say salmon since like middle school or high school. But um, yeah, Dylan, what do you think about Josh? Uh, what what tribe did you say Josh is on? He's on the green tribe. So he's on a green tribe. So far we've covered uh, Danny and um, um, I think Heidi and then I think one more person. So Yeah. That green tribe is stacked with physical, physical, physical talents. Um, and what I, and basically I see that as, I, I think we had somebody say this in the comments that they're predicting that that, that tribe seems like a tribe that is going to basically go a lot of them into the, into the merge. Uh, obviously Josh, will, I, I would assume will be a part of that as he's somebody, he describes himself as athletic, seems like a pretty strong guy. I think he'll be very useful in challenges. So, I think Josh, you know, will make the merge. I think he'd do well in this game. The, you know, being a doctor, it's, you know, in a way like being a barber, you're talking to a lot of people. Um, obviously I would say when you're a barber, you're having more personal conversations and stuff like that, but doctor yeah. is still dealing with many different types of people. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm, and, and by the way, his story also amazing cancer survivor, uh, kidney transplant going to be a guy that a lot of people are going to be rooting for. And I'm excited to watch him play. I, I, I do have pretty high hopes for uh, for Josh. I forgot to mention one very important thing. He mentions in his video that he's not going to tell people he's a, a doctor. So I don't know what he's going to tell them his occupation is. I mean, I mean, you look at his picture, Dylan. I feel like if you told me to guess what Josh does without looking at his occupation, I would have guessed maybe like personal trainer, possibly. Um, not sure if he would go with that since he does have an athletic background, but he's not going to tell people he's a doctor. And I'm also curious to know. <clears throat> if he's going to tell people about his story, you know, being a cancer survivor, or if he's going to not make it part of the game, like Gabler didn't mention his, um, his donation until the end of the game or whatever, but I'll be interested to see how Josh handles some of these secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I didn't know he was keeping the doctor a secret. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of wonder, I guess PQ wants people to underestimate him. You know, if like, if you say you're a doctor, people may be like, Oh, he's really smart. So 
it's an interesting strategy. We'll see. We'll see if it pays off. Uh, I'll take the last three while we're sure. here. So we got Jamie, 35 years old, uh, from Arizona. She, her occupation is uh, yogi. So what does, does that mean? She's a yoga, yoga instructor. Is that what it means? Uh, uh, she's yeah. Yoga. Yeah. So, okay. Enthusiastic, uh, magnetic and loving. I would assume that if you're a yoga instructor, that seems like something you'd have to be uh, relating to a whole class. Let's say, um, she's a day one survivor fan. Uh, she used to record it on her VHS. Um, she's learned a lot from the show, including the fact that anything is possible. Um, she said that she spent a lot of time in corporate America and she had to diff- uh, navigate a lot of difficult personalities, build winning teams, relationship building is everything. She relates to Angelina Erica, uh, basically describing both of their uh, social skills, relationship building, being bold, um, will value loyalty. She has seven zillion hobbies that include yoga, gardening, cooking, golfing, hiking, reading, painting, swimming, writing, eating, laughing. Okay, keep, you know, list goes on uh pet peeves uh n- nothing too crazy here cole's food i think everybody would agree with that sound of an alarm clock i think that's that's a good one and la- lack of pota- lack of potato chips in a brand new bag i don't know if i would ever think of that as a pet peeve but it is annoying so look i could give her props for not having weird pet peeves but good pet peeves um she yeah i not much else here but she keeps stressing and she says it again, relationship building is everything. So she's somebody who I think is going to obviously play a very social game. Obviously she's going to make the best effort to be in with everybody and we'll see how that works out for her. I don't really have like a prediction on how far I think she'll go per se, but she clearly is going to focus on relationship building as she said that 16 times in one single bio. Yeah. Um, first of all, Dylan, I think you summed it up perfectly. Like her, her pet peeves are—they're not weird at all, but they are some of the most true pet peeves that that I haven't thought of, but are accurate. Like I don't like—I mean, if cold food is supposed to be cold, then that's fine. But like, if it's not meant to be cold and it turns cold, it's the worst. Um, hate when there's not enough potato chips and the alarm clock, Dylan. When I tell you these alarm clock sounds—the one that we all have to to uh, wake up in the morning—gives me and everyone else a literal fight or flight response. I mean, I will hear that sound in the office. Like someone sets an alarm to go pick up their kid and I will like jump out of my chair when I hear that sound. So it's not, not, not a fun sound to hear. Um, also love the, the VHS poll. Dylan, do you think any of our younger viewers know what VHS is? Probably, uh, honestly, probably not. (laughs) Doubt it. Um, no, I don't have too much else either. As we're wrapping up here, all I'll say about Jamie is, I think she can, like you mentioned, play a social game, someone who wants to build relationships. Um, I got to be gotta be careful, though, because she says that I want to build lifelong relationships. And just like with um, Carolyn, you don't want to, you know, go way too deep into the relationship where, you know, people take it outside the game and then they get very personally attacked if you vote against them or you vote them out. So got to ride that fine line there, but someone who's a yogi, someone who believes in the meditation, but has the corporate background as well could be interesting to watch. Yeah, I, d- I definitely do agree. Um, and let's move to the next. We have uh, Kane Fr- uh, Fritzler, 25 years old from, uh, from Canada, specifically a Saskatchewan uh, law student. He describes himself as inclusive, loud and competitive. Um, he says survivor is the best game to get your hands on. I am a gamer through and through I've watched since I was a wee lad. 
uh, direct quote, and made make no mistake, I am here to play. He says he compares himself to an, uh, he has the effortless charisma of a younger and more handsome Tyson. <laughs> but I'd like to play a Zeke game with a few tweaks to bring home gold. Um, wants pure honesty from an alliance member. Pretty much everything is said the the same thing. Somebody said the same thing here. Uh, his pet peeves are bad drivers and all talk, no walkers. Um, says he was recognized as the best negotiate. This is this is important and interesting. We that we I love when you know I love when we're doing a bio and you get important stuff in the bio because like <laughs> there's so many bios that are like very you know straightforward, not a lot in them, and it's hard to predict things. In this bio, Kane says that he is most proud of being recognized as the best negotiator at a national negotiate negotiating competition for Canadian law schools. I would say that's pretty important for Survivor. He says we would never know he has a beautiful singing voice, uh, and he'll be the sole Survivor because he's quick on his feet. Um, Ryan, what are your initial thoughts on Kane? Okay, so from appearance, and again, I don't want to go always go off appearance, but you know, when you first look at somebody, and granted, as somebody who has a psych background, you they they do say first impressions are formed within fractions of a second, and it's unconscious, and you can't control it. First person that I thought of when I saw him, Dylan, the first two people that are survivors was either like a Jacob Derwin or like a Daniel from 42. Those are the first two things that came to my mind right away. Um, but yeah, Kane is so interesting. I mean, he says that he's inclusive, loud, and competitive. He says that he's a negotiator and he's confident, but he's also big, goofy, and fun. Um, and yeah, I don't know how he's going to do. I mean, I again, I could see him maybe landing in the right spot and kind of getting to the merge, but I also could see him going early. I, I really don't know how Kane will do. Um, like you say, with his preparation with negotiation, this guy, like Carson, has prepped. Apparently, in the Mike Boom interview, for the last two months before coming out to play Survivor, he asked his girlfriend that whenever he lies or if he's going to practice lying, she has to study his tells so he can so she can tell him, okay, you move this when you when you lie or you do this when you lie. So he's he's thinking of all different angles about how people are going to see him and react to him. So you know he wants to be underestimated, but he's doing a lot of prep here. But I guess we'll see how Kane does. I will say that. I I'm pulling for Kane early. He's one of the people that I've, that I, I really like uh, in terms of like out, out of everybody, the bios and stuff and the article I re did read his article as well. Um, I, I think this guy has a chance to be a fan favorite and I, I don't know. There's something about him that is like, it's, he's different, right? He seems like a gentle giant type, mm -hmm. like, like he's pretty big, but like somebody who like, you know, like, I feel like he's not going to be like what he looks like, if that makes sense. Like, I think, I think that, uh, he'll, he'll have a lot of people that like him a lot. Um, clearly somebody who's very smart, good negotiator, like a lot of players who come off as very strategic, his game will come down to one, whether his tribe could win early or two, whether he could integrate himself in the tribe early. Yeah. So it's all going to come down to his social game ultimately, but I think that, strategically he could do a very good job and i'm excited to watch him play there there yeah. is there, there are there are a lot of prom there are a lot of promising things i would say from his his article and his bio yeah and 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 considering he's on the orange tribe the rats who tribe with um with jamie and with um who else is he on the tribe with he's on the tribe with jamie he's on the tribe with lauren with maddie it's a very the orange tribe has a very interesting group of people like characters so i'll, I'll be curious to know how that turns out 
And speaking of orange, Dylan, I think we have one guy left. Our last cast member is Brand. Oh, we have two left. I'm sorry. Sorry, we have two left. Franny, Brand Brandon is the uh, is the last one who I was thinking of. But Franny, we'll go Franny first. 23 years old, originally from Minnesota, currently lives Cambridge, Massachusetts. She's a research coordinator. She says she is curious, calculating, and zesty. Um, Survivor is like a four course meal for the brain, body, and spirit. Where else could you untangle complex social webs, perform extreme physical feats, and learn your own limits only to exceed them? Um, she worked at a high intense traffic nail salon for five years, so she had to balance the needs of customers uh, with those of 20 Vietnamese women, many twice my age, with ranging language barriers. So that was just a way that she, you know, something that helped her prepare for the game. Um, and honestly, I could say that that is something that's a very good experience, I would say, for when you're dealing with people of other ages and people who are not like you. So that's good. She identifies most with Gabby and Aubrey. I definitely see I definitely see it. Um, so I think she is probably spot on there. Yeah. Um, she likes collecting leaves, game nights, collaging. Um, she wants somebody in an alliance who is interesting, interested in talking about every out every single outcome. I would hope that she's doing that. Uh, she got a perfect score on the MCAT. Clearly extremely smart. I would guess that the fact that she lives in Cambridge, Massachusetts has something to do with that. I don't really know uh, her background, but that would be my guess. Uh, this could be my favorite answer now. Out of, oh. every, out of every single answer that has been in the bio, who is it, who in your life is your biggest inspiration? Why? She says, I think Sophie Clark is actually the coolest person ever. She was such a badass on the show and in her life. I try to emulate her whenever I could. Runner up is the Scarlet Witch. Wow. What a what a what a rant. That that could be one of the more one of the more random answers we've seen, and it's beyond hilarious. So uh, I'll give her points for that answer. I think it's very funny. Um she had said she had, she said she'll win Survivor because she has two super powers in this game: enthusiasm and adaptability. I'll just say. I have very high hopes for Franny in this game. Very smart. Clearly, I would say funny. Seems like she could be good socially. She's comparing herself to Aubrey. I think I kind of see that spot on. I'm going to say she goes far. Yeah. I mean, I think this, well, first of all, let's, maybe she'll have the vision in in that case to do well with the uh, Scarlet Witch comparison. But um, (laughs) no, I mean, Franny, like you said with Aubrey, but she also did give me Sophie vibes here. And again, Sophie is a great player, someone who um, was underrated in South Pacific, came back in winners at war and was playing a very strong first half of the game until Tony took her out. But um, yeah, I think Franny could do well in this game. Um, I think because Dylan, she's also very, I mean, she's obviously very smart, of course, but um, saying that she's zesty, which she says that a couple times. So she thinks that she's, you know, very fun and, you know, enthusiastic. I think because she has a lot of different, she has her, hands in a lot of different spheres of life she i think can connect with a lot of other people and what i mean by that dylan is like she likes marvel she's very smart she's a research coordinator so she maybe can talk with some of the other she can talk with carson some of the other scientists on the cast some of the other um technicians like matt she also does yoga she mentions in the mike bloom interview and you know jamie is a yogi so she's she has a couple of different facets to her where i think she can kind of get in with different people and I think Sophie, ironically, I think Sophie was also like 23, 24 when she won South Pacific. So even though this is young, if Franny kind of plays her cards right, she could do well. Yeah, I'd agree. 
And let's get to the last member of the cast. That is Brandon, 30 years old from Pennsylvania, a security specialist, uh, formerly an NFL player, um, easygoing, ambitious, and confident. Um, he wants to be on Survivor because it's a lifetime adventure. It's the perfect combination of physical and mental strength. Um, he says he's by no means a survivalist, never even been camping in his life, so it'll be a challenge. Um, making it into the NFL prepared him for Survivor. He had to overcome one obstacle after another to make the team. It taught him the importance of hard work and believing in himself, even when the cards are stacked against him, uh, and identifies with Danny, which is, um, I mean, expected, I guess, because he said uh, he knows what it's like to play in the NFL, carried a lot of those lessons into the game. Um, says he will, thinks he'll play most like Jeremy, though, because of his self-awareness. Uh, he wants to, you know, do the meat shield strategy, he says, which is interesting. Um, wants to team up with somebody who communicate well. Favorite hobbies, he says, coaching um at a speed school so i guess helping people get stronger um snowboarding enjoying any lake cooking grilling and he didn't list this in his hobbies but if you watch his video he also uh flies planes and uh plays the piano so this guy is he's all over the place he does a lot of different things which is really cool um he says he could also oh he could also do magic tricks so this guy he really loves doing a bunch of different hobbies um, which kind of like Franny makes me seem like he can maybe relate to a bunch of different types of people. Um, so I'd say that's good. Um, and yeah, what are your initial thoughts on Brandon, Ryan? Yeah, no, I really do like Brandon. I, I liked him from the video and also from his bio. Like you said, he, oh, he calls himself a jack of all trades. He can do a lot. And again, if you are a security specialist and you're dealing with a lot of different backgrounds of people I think that gives you a lot of different um, experiences to draw upon in Survivor for sure. And again, if you can make it to the NFL and you can play in the NFL for five years like he did with the Seattle Seahawks, like, you know, it's not, it's not easy to do. So I think Brandon has a lot of experience and knowledge to kind of set him up in the game. And, you know, football players, I mean, you know, like we compared the firefighters with uh, Danny, like with Brandon, you look at football players like Danny, you look at Brad Culpepper, you even can go all the way back to Guatemala for like Gary Hogaboom. Football players, because they're physical and because they're social, usually can do pretty well. They can at least make it to the merge and they can make a deep run. Athletes, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, there's, I guess, like an athlete curse. An athlete has not won. Brad Culpepper, I think, was the closest. And Danny got to final six. But um, yeah, maybe Brandon can break that curse and maybe Brandon can win season 44. And I think, you know, if he is self-aware and he's a big fan of the show and he can play like Danny and wants to pull on that stuff from Jeremy in terms of the awareness, I think Brandon could be someone to watch. Yeah, I think you make a lot of good points. Uh, I guess before we head off here, we could go through the tribes real quick. Um, so I don't have them in front of me, yeah. but we could uh, go through it real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just, to, just to get a sense of you know, who's where and who might work with who. Um, I don't think we have the photos that we had in like, um, and I'll share my screen again. I don't think we have the photos from like the first, like 41, 42, 43, where we see the tribes all standing together. Um, but let me quickly pull it up here for people just to see for a visual aid. Because if I say Tika and Soka, you're just going to be like, what, what the hell is Ryan saying? Um, if I go to share here. Uh, QC Dome? Yes. Okay, so on purple, I'll just go with colors. On purple, we have Yam Yam, we have Carson, Helen, Bruce, Sarah, and Carolyn. Uh, any thoughts there before I go on? Uh, okay, so we got Carolyn, Sarah. 
wait, wait, hold on. Which did you do first? Datika? I did purple. Yeah. So Yam Yam, Carson, Helen, yeah. Bruce, Sarah, and Carolyn. My first thought on that is that they're going to probably have some trouble winning challenges. I, I think they have a smaller mm-hmm. tribe. Yeah. Um, I think that our Carson takes unfortunately could be true because if they are going to tribal council early, I think that Helen, based on what we saw, could be a player that has a lot of, you know, has been to tribal council several times and therefore like is more prepared for the merge. You know how there's always a few of those every single season where their tribe Mm -hmm. goes consistently to tribal council. That could be Helen um, and maybe Yam Yam. Um, I think also on this tribe, Yam Yam and Carolyn seems like they could possibly team up based on their bios um, Mm -hmm. to people who are like very personable, sociable, um, to me, it seems like Bruce could kind of be on the outs on this tribe Maybe, um, yeah. based on age. Um, but we'll have to see. Crazy things happen all the time. Yeah. On green, Soka, we have Matt, Heidi, Franny, Danny, Claire, and Josh. So this is where you were saying you think this tribe is going to be like our, you know, like Luvu 41 or uh, Taku 42, where you think that this green tribe is going to be the most dominant. Yeah, I mean, Danny seems like he may be, he's pro- at least top three most athletic on the cast. Uh, Matt said he's a runner. Uh, so assuming he's like Eric uh, Reichenbach, he was fine at challenges. Um, Josh. Uh, Josh, also very athletic. You said you thought he that if you didn't see his uh, bio, you would have thought he was a personal trainer. Uh, clearly athletic as well. Heidi said she, you know, ran, uh, she, I believe... Proper. Yeah, CrossFit played basketball, so she's athletic. This tribe uh, is going to be a force to be reckoned with in challenges is what I think. And then finally, Orange Ratu, we have Brandon, Kane, Matthew, Lauren, Maddie, and Jamie. So that's where I said I feel like this is the personality tribe where you've got Maddie, you know, Jamie with the Yogi could be kind of interesting. You have Matthew, uh, you have Lauren, I mean, Lauren seems probably like the most sane so far out of all them. Then you have Kane and then Brandon being an NFL player. So I think Orange, I this, this to me, I'm not saying this is going to be like our Gabler tribe last season where like that was like the train wreck tribe. Not saying that's going to happen, but I don't know what's going to happen with Orange. It could easily be that. And if you remember correctly, <laughs> they only, they lost the first challenge and then never lost again, right? So yeah, that could sure. happen because I see, you know, they do have, Brandon, who's obviously a former NFL player. Matt seems like he could possibly be pretty strong. Um, seems like Lauren also, I, I think, could be pretty athletic, maybe. And Jamie's um, a and Jamie's and, a yogi. And J- Jamie, she talked about a lot of her hobbies were having to do with athleticism. So, and like you said, she's a yogi. So, I think that it, it's an uphill battle for the Purple Tribe for sure. Um, if I had to predict one that is going to lose more people than the others, it's going to be that. Um, I would rank him in terms of physical strength, green, orange, and purple. I think we're all on the same page there. Yeah, no, I I agree. But uh, I think that's all we got for tonight. Um, Absolutely love going through everything. Um, I I, I don't think, unless some kind of other crazy news comes back, my guess is that the next time we'll be back is probably week one. Um, We'll have to see what the schedule is that week and when we're going to do the podcast decent chance that it's thursday the day after the episode but we'll let you guys know for sure uh thank you all for watching tonight happy to be back love that we got a new cast of players and if you have any questions just feel free to hit us up right in the comments and we'll get back to you looking forward to the season only uh three weeks away um for the first time for 44 grab your torches and head back to camp good night